When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, Mm -hmm. welcome to, that's T-O, not T-O-O, not T-W-O. No, no, no. Pretty scary. Boo! Pretty scary boo. Pretty scary boo! Hi! Hi, I'm Adam Todd Boo. No, no, wait. (sighs) Adam Todd Brown. There it is. I am Caitlin Boo. Oh, fuck. God damn it. You messed up, too. You did the same thing I did. It's contagious. I'm Caitlin Cut. And I think that means we are your hosts. Once again, we got the call. Yeah, this time I got a men in black guy that showed up with glasses and everything. And I, just gave me an envelope. I've resorted to a beacon in the sky. Nice. Because I'm always nice. looking at the sky anyway. Who's well, not, you know? Yeah, I mean, these days. We never know what's coming. Guys. That's that's mm-hmm. what it is. Not now. Not anymore. Never again. We'll never know until it's here. Caitlin, how are you doing? Uh, I'm great. I am really into this HBO show, Station Eleven, and... I need to try it again. I could not get into it. I really like it. I'm a sucker for Shakespeare references, so that's where it has me. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, Adam will love this, and then you watch it, and you're like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't... With this one especially, I don't know if you'd be into it. I just... I also just finished Yellow Jackets, which I do think you would like. Oh, I watched Yellow Jackets. It was great. It's so good and i'm starting to get this like weird anxiety of after i finish station 11 like what the hell am i gonna watch i and i always forget there's like 45 seasons of ghost adventures i could just continue to watch ghost adventures which is convenient because we're segueing into the topic of our show it's weird that i don't ever watch ghost adventures in the background for me it's always pawn stars or uh american pickers (laughs) Or Shark Tank. But uh, I should start watching Ghost Adventure. You're right. There's 25 fucking seasons. No, I mean, like, there's no way that we literally could just make the whole show about reviewing this show and get several years of content out of that. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. We've, we're covering an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, we're, we're doing a two-part Ghost Adventures thing. Look at us. This mm-hmm. episode, it's free. It's free to everyone. This is what we normally do as bonus episodes, but we're giving the the people at home a little taste. A little treat. Just a little taste. Like when a new drug dealer drops a little bit of weed in your hand and says there's more Mm. where that came from. That never happens. But if it did, this would be just like that. It happened to me a lot in college, but I'm a girl. It did happen to me once in high school, but I thought it was a (laughs) singular experience that no one else shared because I am very self-centered. Cool. So we're talking about a couple of episodes of Ghost Adventures. This first episode mm-hmm. is free. They both take place in the same location, which is mm-hmm. what makes them unique. And the first episode happens, season four, episode seven. And then they go back exactly 20 seasons to the episode later. <laughs> season 24, episode seven. They go back for another Zack attack, literally. Zach attack? And figuratively, oh, yeah. 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 The the first attempt to uh, investigate this property is, is hampered by all sorts of crazy obstacles. And I'm going to try not to refer to the second episode too much while we're talking about this first episode. But let's just off the bat, I think it's important to note that looking back at somebody 10 years ago and then just immediately... <laughs> Watching something that was more current is weird. It's very weird. It's weird. I don't, I was trying to think of another time that I have done something like this. I mean, we've watched old episodes of Ghost Adventures, which I'm like, haha, everybody looks so young. 
But to observe these two things right next to each other was, I don't know why it was so weird for me, but he just looks so different. Like all of them do. And part of it is this one is so like the difference between these two seasons, just in terms of time is so vast. Like this, this, the second episode we're going to cover came out in 2021, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's 11 years because this episode was from 2010. And whenever I see stuff like this, I I always think about how back then when we were watching it, it just that looked like all the newest shit. Like everything looked like this is what 2010 looks like. (laughs) And like I feel like every moment we're in, it's like, all right, now things look like the way they were supposed to look. Everything we did before looks silly. Yeah. But now it's, it's good. And... We still look silly now, like Zach. Oh, we'll, I mean, we'll get in. I, I, yeah, I wish the second episode was first, but that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I know. Okay, so we are eleven-ish years ago, and Baby Baggins is the star of this now pretty successful ghost hunting show. It does look like only four people filmed this episode. I mean, because the progression of the scale of production was so subtle over the many years, I didn't that I guess that's the other thing that really got me was, oh, my God, like (laughs) compared to how they used to shoot this thing, it's like very clear there are like 20 people on set now. Back then, it really was like Discovery executives being like, well, I mean, if he's going to film the show, we only have to pay to edit it. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's definitely a more low budget affair. Uh, Yeah. At one point. They go into an office, which is acting as their nerve center. And it looks like the back of a payday loan place. Oh, it for sure is like there's something sketchy happening. Yeah, they're not allowed to hang stuff on the walls. That's for sure. There is a banner that they have hung up. It it is like a soccer mom banner that's like Ghost Adventures. Like it looks like a Monster Energy drink, like job fair booth. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's death metal font. On that it's, banner, but it's still a banner because they're not allowed to hang stuff on the wall. No, they they got that done at what used to be called Kinko's 11 years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> FedEx yeah. Kinko's now to you. They got married. So we should mention where these episodes take place. Why? Because it's awesome. The name, oh, great. Good, th- the name yes. of it is awesome. It's a ghost okay. town truly in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. It is in the middle of the desert and it's called Vulture City, which sounds like... Oh, so metal. Yeah, it sounds like a level on a video game or something. Yeah, Vulture City. Yeah, it's like, or like you a don't want Grand Theft to Auto sequel. Like, or like a whiskey brand. Yeah, yeah. Vulture, Vulture City. Vulture City Whiskey? Fuck. I didn't know people were that cool when they were naming towns way back then. Well, you know, they were uh, very angry, traumatized people. So at least I I do feel like people used to name things like pretty rad stuff. (laughs) That's the worst sentence I've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. It was great. You nailed it. But like now people are like naming things after people, which sucks because it's like, I don't really, what can I do? But like, no one's going to name anything Vulture City now. Like no, nobody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And But everybody should. Everyone should. Vulture City Brewing Company. Excuse oh, me. That probably exists. That Vulture probably City exists. Bar and Grill. Fuck, I could just. Yeah. I, I like to give it credit for being an old timey name that doesn't incorporate any racism, but I'm sure there would be ghosts in the back of the room who are like, yeah, it does. People just well, forgot what again, it meant back then. Episode two peels back that layer pretty quickly, Yeah, but we're not there yet. I'm just going to keep reminding myself because I really liked the second episode a lot. I liked this first I mean, one I like too. I the first episode too. This is just a the, lot happens. This is the low budget first movie. And then the second episode of this is like, all right, we know you can make a movie out of this. Here's a little more money. Do a little bit more. Yeah, well, and the, we'll get there. It's a little. Um, it's okay. a lot. It's a whole lot. So they are all 22. <laughs> They're all very, and very young. It's yes. like crazy how young they are. Aaron looks older. Aaron. Then, I'm than so he does confused now. by Aaron. Aaron has lost weight and age in 11 years. So clearly he's sobered up. Like, I know we've said it a bunch of stuff, a bunch of times on the show, but like 
obviously something, some, some it's, health thing happened. It's the same thing as with, I know everyone out here can relate to this reference, uh, Pawn Stars, the yeah. History Channel show. Two of the employees there, uh, especially this guy named Chumley, if you watched the entire time, he goes from someone who looks like he's going to die at any moment to completely healthy. And if you look into his background, he had like this big arrest. I think someone cool. might have died at his place. Well, and he, so yeah, eventually he, he was just like, shop, so. all right, I should just do TV. So good but for this, you, Aaron. But this is the thing. The more money you make, the better you look, period. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah. just, there's no... Yeah, that's that's the thing. There's all these gurus out there telling you all the things that are going to improve your life. And I know there's a saying to the contrary, but money will do it. Money, money will go a long way. It might not fix all your problems, but man, it can it can buy you a few less. That's it can buy you some abs. It can. It can. It can it can buy to take away those bags under your eyes. More like those and baggins under your eyes. Sorry, uh, those wh- bagins under a- your eyes. Adam, Adam, Todd <laughs> Oh, Brown. it's just some wordplay. It's just oh, some wordplay. All right, we should get into this. So, I just, I had to like, I needed to muse a little bit on the the dramatic aesthetic changes. And, and also, Jack, Zach Baggins, I think, has purchased a chin. I can't be sure if it's the facial hair or what, but. That bull demon did other things to him besides just blind him. He made us. We get we get a by proxy bull demon reference in the second episode too. I don't want to keep building it up, but it's there's a lot that happens. There are okay. callbacks in the second episode to things that oh. happen, and it's the ghosts doing it. I love it. I love it so much. So, <sighs> okay. Vulture City used to be a gold mining town back in the 1800s. Uh, so it was a common target for robbers and thieves. And uh, things of the like. Uh, Lots of criminals. Lots of vigilante justice. Oh, yeah. They had a hanging tree and it wasn't for racism reasons, if that gives you any idea of how this place was. But also probably for racism reasons, too, that just don't come up in the episode. (laughs) I mean, we were as kids not really we got a very romantic version of what these mining towns were like. And they were bad places. I mean, Oh, we sure did. The San Francisco 49ers should change their name too. If you dig into that reference, all of Seattle, (laughs) the whole city is basically founded on a brothel, but it's, which is fine. But like, brothel, I don't give a shit about like the 49ers, the gold rush. That was a genocide. Well, but there was anyway, this is a whole other episode. Okay. Um, I don't have a problem with a brothel, but it's more complicated than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we get into there was it's always a bummer when you hear there were kids at a gold mining town because that's that's not that's not good. And of course, a bunch of kids died there. Uh, you've got, again, the hanging tree. I feel like if you've named a tree in the town, the hanging tree, first of all, you didn't build gallows. They didn't need to. They had the hanging tree. Do you think that was like, you know how like when you're trying to buy a house an adult as an adult, they list things like mature uh, landscaped yards, which is like a full tree. So yes. maybe it's just like a perk like, oh, let's build our town around this tree because at the very least we won't have to build a gallows. I mean, back then it might have just been advertised as having a hanging tree, too. You never do you know. Think, do you think they on the advertisement said hanging tree or yes. hanging tree? hanging tree oh yeah with the apostrophe sure got it just checking i'm just curious i wanted to hear what your thoughts were on that okay yeah this place there was lots of vigilante justice because it's so far out of the way they didn't have you you couldn't call the police the whole country was vigilante justice at this time it's always so funny anyway go ahead and one of the things they would do at this place to uh really stick it to the criminal element is they would disrespect bodies by not burying them in the cemetery, which there is apparently a cemetery that they never go look at, I don't think. It's probably just for the children. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of burying them in the cemetery, they would just bury their body wherever the person died. So there are alleged to be bodies just buried all over these grounds. That just feels disorganized. It feels disorganized. It is disrespectful because that means at some point, odds are Zach Bagans trampled on someone's grave. A few, probably. But, I mean, like you would be, I mean, everybody trampled on somebody's grave in, in Vulture City. That's true. <laughs> so it's like layer upon layer of paranormal 
uh, coaxing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, this is really not going to end well. Do you think like when they're just burying people in the middle of the road, they're like, you know, in about 150 years, this place is going to be haunted as shit. <laughs> oh, probably. Like, yeah. Woo. And those were probably all Native Americans who were like, you see what you're doing, right? You, all we're right. There. Do it. We're Go there. ahead. Dig in the ground. Dig in the ground. See what happens. We're getting there. I mean, it's just a bad... we, by this point, we got there. Like, there we... is just a lot of like bad civic planning happening here. It's a bad place. Yeah. I mean, thank God they weren't in, an, in a position to build a parking lot. Because, you know, sometimes you get to a parking lot and you're like, I think this was designed by a person who never has to drive themselves personally. And that's that that seems like the spirit of Vulture City. Or if you're in L.A., you pull into a parking lot and the first thought is, who died here? <laughs> this, we, this is built on top of somewhere someone died tragically, for yeah, sure. Th- this, this parking lot is a little too convenient. Yeah. So back to Vulture City, right. which we can visit and I feel like we should. We do need to orchestrate some kind of. Can we do an unpop show in Vulture City? I wonder. We let's just do it and be legends. Yeah, what's fucking stopping us? It's the desert. (laughs) What's going to stop us? Ghosts? Yes, probably. Yes, they're going to stop. They're going to ruin our equipment. On the list of ways I want a show I'm participating in stopped. Ghosts and aliens are tied for number one. Yeah, that's for sure. I feel like we'd get both out there in Arizona. Yeah. Also. Oh, one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the aliens would come. It's just a matter of who would fight on our side. Because you know ghosts and aliens don't get along. There's no no way. No way. No, no. Yeah, they're not going to. No. There's no way. As, especially since I, I would assume the aliens would some, sometimes accuse the ghosts of like, hey, you, you convinced people you were us. And then the ghosts would be like, oh, yeah, well, you sometimes visit people in their sleep and they think we're you. Right. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's like CIA versus FBI. They're supposed to be working on the same general thing. And they're not. And they're just duking it out all the time. Come on. It's a bunch of interstellar egos. We need unity in the spirit world, too. Oh, God, I'm all stressed out again. Okay, here we go. So, Zach, speaking of being stressed out, Zach talks (laughs) to some paranormal investigators. Woo. And, uh... They, they do have, if if their audio is real, they did pick up a ghost that goes, you're going to die. And I thought yeah. that was pretty neat, assuming it's not fake. I don't trust them the way I trust Zach Bagans, which is inherently. One thing that did occur to me is that there is a timeless element to this episode, and it is the ghost hunter aesthetic. Like the actual ghost yeah, hunter aesthetic. Yeah. That has not changed at all, and it won't change. No. They look like they watched an episode of Ghost Adventures and were like, oh, black hoodies. That's what we should all be wearing. Got they it. all – as somebody who knows way too much about this now – I mean, I know you and I talk about ghost hunting, but we do not have the wardrobe. I'll say that. We're going to have to get some hoodies. Oh, I look great. And I'm going to have to It's fine. grow my hair either way too long or get a shag haircut. For sure. Yeah. And it's here's not a world of, of good hair. Here's the thing about that. You're going to die. EVP they pick up. Yeah. Yeah, ghost. We're all going to die. Like, you got to be more specific than that. That's just saying you're going to breathe. Like, yeah, I'm breathing right now. I mean, I feel like that is like no news for a ghost. Like, yeah, you don't have to tell a ghost people are going to die. What do you think happened to them? Yeah, we know. We know we're going to die. That's how you got there, idiot. I also just want to say that I don't know that that's what that EVP says. (laughs) Yeah. Listening to that, it was like the second EVP that pops up in this episode, I, I, okay, like, sure. But this one, I don't hear anything. They like, sometimes I, I, take some creative liberties with those EVPs and what they're saying. I mean, they could have just been saying like, you know, here to say hi, which would make more sense than you're going to die from a ghost because I still don't understand why a ghost would tell someone they're going to die. Yeah, who just knows? Unless on, they're just trying to be scary and they're bad That's at like it. That's like telling a living person, like, you're going to leave your house at some point. Yeah. Well, I don't know if like a ghostly looking person walked up to you on the street tomorrow and was like, you're going to die. You'd at least be like, "What? wait, when, when, what do you mean? Sure. But like, that's not what happens here. It's, it's an EVP that is like completely washed out. And I don't think that's, I think they're hearing what they want to hear with that EVP. I'm not yeah. saying they didn't capture something because I can hear something too, but uh, I don't know about you're going to die. They also go to the bordello which is they're, they're trying to hit all the haunted spots. And the bordello is haunted by the ghost of Mexican Rita. 
So I take back what I said about no racism. It sounds like yeah. there was probably plenty. Yeah. Uh, if once you're calling someone Mexican, Rita, your your community yeah. has adopted some unfortunate. Yeah. Nobody's tendencies. calling anybody Irish, Shannon. Certainly not. No. No. There's no American Rex on these grounds. No. But there is no. a Amer- Mexican Amer- Rita. American Dave. Nope. None of that. Mm-hmm. None of that. But there is a Mexican Rita here. And they they have another EVP from this room, the same team. And it's a voice that says, uh, do you know the way out? That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Another, there's another guy they talked to. They didn't catch this as a recording, but they talked to, I think, the caretaker. And he says he was out in the shed at one point and he heard a voice say, I'm not free. And he starts, vibes. he starts crying over it. I believe him. Yeah. He's, he is like, yeah, he's out there with Zach Bagans, who I think is confused by certain types of human emotion. Oh, for sure. Um, like Zach is looking at this man cry the way my dog looks at me when I cry. Like what is going on? I don't understand. But this guy is like pointing off to this shed in the back, like the background of the shot. And he's like, he said, I'm not free. And he starts crying like old man, Michael Caine crying. Yeah, he's 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 upset. He's very upset. He's upset. And Zach goes, so you're very emotionally moved by this. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Yeah, he's he's an alien. He seems like an alien in this Something. episode. This is how understand. I feel like he's an alien. And this is how he learned about mm. Earth is he was like, well, what's the best? OK, I'll start a reality show about haunted locations. And then I'm really going to see the entire these breadth of America. Can and teach me how to feel. Yeah, that's the point. He's basically the Tin Man. Yeah, and I don't know if he's hit the entire breadth of America. It seems like a lot of white America he's hit, but uh, oh, weird. This is not an especially diverse show, which is I, uh, something. I don't know. They went to that I've Chinese noticed. restaurant once. They sure did. The Chinese town of Locke. I take it all God, back. Thank you. So there's also a, a haunted hot spot where a bunch of scoundrels broke in and were trying to steal gold off of the support beams in this mine. And the mine collapsed. They could not get to these men. There were 12 of them, 12 angry men. Mm. And this mine collapsed on top of them. They died there. Their bodies are still there. And what is most important about this particular haunted location is Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. call it the glory hole. And Zach doesn't even chuckle once, which I was flabbergasted. They say glory hole like 20 times. And not once does anyone go glory. Why, why do you call it? Why is it why, called the glory hole? Why is it and here's the that? thing that might be the origin. Is that, yeah, is that like a term for a mine collapse? Like the hole that it leaves behind? Do they call it the glory hole? And if so, why? Well, glory, the, if we're talking about the non gas station version of what glory hole means, it is like the opening to a mine that has gold in it. Is it? Yeah, that's been my understanding. That's, I, are we going to look it up? I, I sure am. Are we taken to the internets? Yes. Yeah. Glory hole is an informal term for a large and impressive mine excavation Mm -hmm. open to the surface. See, but still call it something different. Oh, at this point in history. Absolutely. Especially since they used glory hole in full sentences like they were trapped in the glory hole. Yeah, (laughs) it'd be like uh, if they were like, well, historically, we mark these areas with a swastika. It was pre-Nazi. Don't worry. It's like, yeah, doesn't matter. You can't do it now. doesn't matter. You're you using get, you that word. Stop you, have now. To, you have to stop now. Yeah, you can't use that. You could use like a peace sign or like a check mark, a Nike swoosh, as long as you don't make money off of it. Just a thumbs up. Just a yeah. thumbs up would be great. Just a, Or a flag of any color of your choosing. Twitter logo. That's a cute little bird. That's adorable. Maybe even just the Twitter check. Yep. Verified. Verified glory Verified hole right here. mine. There's gold in them there hills right in here. Yeah. No, uh, I laughed like a seventh grade boy every single time they use the term glory hole. Because Same. it's hilarious. Same. So those are all the haunted locations on the, I mean, this whole property is clearly haunted. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think you have to believe in ghosts to walk through Vulture City and be like, this place is haunted. Yeah, um, haunted by something. Also, I just want to bring up the moment that that Zach lost his faith in the, the, the United States military. <laughs> Do you remember this part of the episode? Which This woman, the woman with the shag haircut is like walking them through some building. And he's like, I can't remember where this comes up in the first. It's that first intro part of the episode. Yeah. And 
she says, you know, this, she's talking about how it was like a vigilante city and everything, you know, things were crazy. And she says, and then there was a troop of American soldiers that came in and ransacked the town and raped the women. And Zach is like, American soldiers. (laughs) (laughs) No. What? He is very confused about how war works, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And especially American soldiers back then. Yeah. Oh, a yeah, little, little bit of bloodlust going on at that time, yeah. which again, we learn about more in the next episode. We sure do. Woo boy. So Zach talks to Craig Johnson, who is a paranormal investigator. I love Craig Johnson. The first thing he warns Zach about is a scorpion's nest right inside the door of the building he's <laughs> about to go in. And if I was Zach, I'd be like, good looking out, Craig. Those Thanks, are the man. kind of warnings I want because I don't give a shit if there's a ghost in that room I'm about to walk into. But if there are bugs, animals, or people, count me nope. out. I'm out. That I'm is do it. That is and always will be my biggest fear about ghost hunting in a place like this. What if there are people there? Way no, scarier. The, the worst kinds of people. Unless there are other ghost hunters, then you just beat them up and take their shit. Right. Well, You obviously. claim your turf, obviously. Yeah, no, we, yeah. I, I'm a big turf climber person. Um, I, the way he delivers it is really funny because he's like, uh, I, I just want you to be careful in there because the floorboards are loose and there's a scorpion nest. <laughs> there's like a beat and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So it's, you're not talking about split, splinters. You're talking about death. Yeah. Or at least a whole lot of pain. I mean, probably death. You're not going to get to a hospital in time. Uh, Quick if you get- flash, flash answer. Ready? What's scarier, uh, spider nest or scorpion nest? Don't think about it. Scorpion nest. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause scorpions like to hang out in shoes and slippers and things. And that's, that's the nightmare. You put on a pair of slippers in the morning and oof, no. They just also look like, spiders look like bugs. And there's a part of my brain that's like, "Eh," at the end of the day, it's, but scorpions look like crabs. Uh, Spiders have really undergone a renaissance in recent years where they used to be the enemy. And now it's like, oh, they eat other bugs. Let them stay. I've never had a problem with spiders. I mean, I don't like want one as a pet, but I don't have a problem. But scorpions? Yeah. Fuck that, man. No no way. Those are land crabs. I'm out. Yeah. The area of LA I live in, we sometimes get lizards in our house. And even that, I'm like, (laughs) come on, buddy, just go outside. There's nothing in here. But I'm not like terrified. If there was a scorpion... I might buy a gun <laughs> so I can shoot that thing from a distance. I'm going to get a water gun and fill it with bleach. Yeah. I don't care what kind of spots I have on my carpet. That thing's going to die painfully. I'm going to sarin gas that scorpion's ass. <laughs> so Craig Johnson did the right thing. Warning. Yeah, Zach we like Craig. Craig's scorpions. a good egg. And then there's this really baffling scene that gave me low hopes for this episode where a bunch of people just get in a room and they're all like, it feels weird in here, huh? And they yeah, use the word electric. And someone says, and there's not even any electricity running to this room. It's like, well, if it was real electricity coursing through you, you'd die. So <laughs> that's not even a, really a yeah, question It would also here. be a lousy ghost town if you had power running. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, then you're you're defeating any shadow people immediately because you just flip a light switch on. Yeah. And that's a dynamic you want in a ghost adventure show. You want a shadow person to show up and one does in this episode oh yeah or it might be the next episode at some point in vulture city a shadow person it's a city of shadow people i also think it's important that at this part in the episode zach lists off all the attributes of what a real ghost town is right and And citation needed zach (laughs) he did not back those claims up at all yeah when you mentioned that a glory hole is actually a thing in mining, I looked it up and found confirmation. I bet we would not find confirmation of the uh, definition of a ghost town. Or maybe we would. Maybe we you would. You know what? Let's uh, see, if, uh, we're, let's we see if we're two for two. Oh, I'm Googling the wrong thing. Hold on. Caitlin, what do you think I'm, I'm Googling for this? Ghost town criteria yes <laughs> that's why we make a show together it is an abandoned village town or city usually one that contains substantial visible remaining buildings and infrastructure such as roads so it's just a, an abandoned town yeah that is not what is <laughs> he he approximates everything around not 
having anything else nearby. Yes. <laughs> That's that to him is a ghost town, which that, that is not the same thing. There are uh, no, plenty no. of towns like that that are not inhabited by ghosts. They're just inhabited by people who don't have the good sense to move. Pre-ghosts. Yes. They're going to be ghosts. So it turns out the, the thing this episode is mostly haunted by is the weather, because <laughs> I also don't know how you couldn't foresee this coming. There are mystics out there who have the ability to tell us what the weather is going to be like on mm-hmm. a given day, sometimes seven to 10 days in advance. And, and these mystics are wearing heavily starched suits and have very big teeth. Or they are attractive young women if you're in Los Angeles. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, I went to Illinois or no, Indiana once and woke up and turned the news on. Very different morning crew than in L.A. Oh, oh yeah, my no. God. L.A., you got to have some headshots to be a weather person here and they better look yeah. good. Or you yeah. got to be grandfathered in like Dallas Rains, my favorite well, one. He's on ABC. No, Dallas Reigns is the best. No, he's the best. There's nobody better. He comes on, picture it, people. He comes on for about three seconds before every episode of Jeopardy and goes, tonight in L.A., 70 degrees with a chance of rain. And then he like pumps his fist. Oh, man. And then Jeopardy starts. He's so good. He's the guy that walks into the sushi restaurant and everybody knows his name. For sure. Yeah. Like for sure. Uh, but yeah, so they have not checked the weather for some reason. They did not and check the weather and a storm of epic proportions is bearing down on them. 30 year storm. 30 year storm. So they head to Walmart as one does to mm-hmm. stock up on mostly materials to protect their recording equipment. And while they're out, the road back to where they're investigating gets shut down. And Zach spends a couple minutes trying to drown in a flooded street, uh, doing a bunch of water frolics. And then the police show up and they're like, you can't go back to where you're trying to go. And Zach's like, but we're from the travel channel. (laughs) And the police are like, we will murder you. Go somewhere else. I like when Aaron like wanted to prove how strong the wind was. So he like pulled out his only umbrella just so it could get broken by the wind. Yeah, that is. I I read a story once about how Kurt Cobain smashed a guitar when they were on tour in one of their Mm -hmm. really early tours. And then was like, oh, shit, that was my only guitar. Uh, What do we do tomorrow night? This felt like the same thing. You're in a epic 30 year storm and you're just going to for for the show of it, ruin your umbrella. It was just good stuff. It was good. It was it was really like boys playing in the rain. Like very like, like, can you believe how high this water is? And it's like up to their shins and it's like, get out of there. Like, you do know what a flash flood is like, that's how it happens. And then Zach goes on this rant about how this is mother nature telling him not to do this investigation, which I agree with, by the way. Like, this is a very big no that you're getting from Mother Nature here. But here's what you're not taking into account, Caitlin. Ah. Fuck Mother Nature. Zach does what he wants. And that's basically what he says. They have to bleep out an F-bomb when Zach responds to Mother Nature's demands. It's the beginning of every bad found footage paranormal movie. And sure enough, the next night, Zach is back at it. Zach is back on the attack. Oh, man. They are ready to start their investigation. Zach brings a fake gun, which why not? Uh, that soon after an interaction with the police who might show up to see what you're doing out there. Mm, I, didn't, I didn't like the decision. Also, why wouldn't the ghost know? I mean, are ghosts idiots? Yeah, he says he brought it to trigger the ghosts. <laughs> Get it, Caitlin? <laughs> He's funny. He's funny. <laughs> but like these are presumably are all dead frontiersmen. They've all used guns. These ghosts. Yeah, they're going to they're going to know if it's a fake. And yeah, this is clearly after he gave up on screaming at ghosts to incite them. Yeah. But before he realized he could just buy their cherished death relics to upset them instead (laughs) and put them in a museum. Yeah. Put them in a museum for white people like me to pay $40 to go see someday. Next to some teeth. Yep. Swayze teeth. So the first place they go poke around at is Marge's house. And did I miss Marge at some point in this episode? Because I don't remember them talking nope, to Marge. No, we get a injection of Marge for no reason. And, and this lady is the whole freaking episode, in my opinion, because what is happening here? Why does she live there? She doesn't live there anymore. 
she is she a lady very recently. Yeah. Okay. So this lady used to live in this ghost town and by used to like handful of years ago, not a long time ago, she deserted her home, which is filled with stuff still like Tupperware boxes filled. I mean, she's, I think maybe a hoarder. Maybe that's why she just kind of left everything, just Could walked be. away. Um, but the home is still, I'm not going to say functional, but like if there was a storm and you found that house out of nowhere, you'd be like, this is a godsend because I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to get murdered by a ghost, but you'll yeah. be okay and otherwise. I can't tell if it's how they edit it together, but the, the I think what we're supposed to take away from this woman's interaction with Zach, which is an interview they clearly filmed during the establishing portion of the episode that they have now just injected in the middle of the investigation, right? Mm -hmm. He's interviewing her and she basically says that her husband saw a dark figure in the doorway and they decided to leave their house. Making them the smartest people probably ever to be interviewed on ghost adventures. Once you got to go, you just leave, you leave, you leave it to the ghost. Yeah. There's no fighting a ghost. Yeah. It's like if, if you put a pool in your backyard and one day there's a shark, it's like, whoa, I guess I didn't realize this was the shark's pool, but I guess we're not swimming anymore. You're living in a ghost town. And I guess that whole time you're like, well, there's no ghost in my house. So it's cool. And then the one day they show up at your door, you're out. I get it. I, I get it because where are you going to go? But. I bet very few COVID cases in Vulture City. So uh, I disagree. I bet yeah, probably everyone had <laughs> COVID fucking in Vulture bested. City. <laughs> Do not. Yeah. So, yeah, they show up at Marge's house. We have no indication of who Marge is before this. Uh, nope. No word that her house is haunted. But we don't even know if Marge. I think Marge was a ghost. She could be. Yeah. But I have so many logistical questions of how you would live out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's for another episode. They so they decide to investigate her house and Zach says that they're going to split up and all go in separate rooms because it makes them less intimidating to the ghosts. And my favorite. These are dead cowboys who have all killed people. Yeah. Again, like citation needed. I mean, it's not like they're in a pediatric tuberculosis unit and these are children ghosts. These are a town. It's a town that Zach knows was basically a bunch of vigilantes that all live together trying to mine gold out of a hill. Right. Yeah. They're not scared of the ghost adventures crew. That's no, not, not even remotely. It, not possible. That that information he delivers, it feels like if he did send you the source for that, it would be like ghostinfo.blogspot.net. Yeah. Or just like his mom. Yeah, yeah. Just a video of his mom. <laughs> She's just so proud. He, Zach, I'm so proud of what you've done with your life. And you are, but you got to be careful. You're real intimidating. I've seen you walk into rooms. So, you know, be careful with those ghosts. You don't want to, you don't want to make them fly away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the site. Zach. That's the, that's the citation. Yeah. It's just a, recorded on a sidekick. So they hear a noise outside, like something fell over. Which mm. that's never that compelling to me. It's a fucking ghost town. There's like wind, the whole town the is desert. falling over. It's- yeah. Uh, they pick up an EVP that sounds like a woman's voice, but it doesn't. She's not saying anything. So fuck that. Ghost. Also, Aaron says that happened on the outside patio porch. I'm sorry. What? Yes. Why? What is a patio porch? <laughs> it's one or the other. It's not a patio porch. It's a patio <laughs> or a porch. They are very different things. I wrote it down. It made me laugh. I was like, oh, Aaron. Yeah. Is it in the back? If so, it's not really a porch. I don't understand. I, Adam, I, ha- I don't have answers for you. I don't know what, I don't know what a distinction, I don't know where the distinction is drawn at all. If you so. have a back porch, your house is weird. Like you could have like a back door. Maybe there's a landing that goes up to it, but a whole porch and back, just, just have a patio, not a I, patio I don't porch. No. And also this house is quite literally in the middle of nowhere. So I feel like even deeming one thing, the front or back of the house is pretty subjective. Yeah. Why even have doors? So (laughs) they do all this without Zach having to pull his fake gun, which is cool. Thank God. They catch this thing on camera where Zach says something about how he saw a woman behind this door and he shuts the door and a big ball of light shoots up into the sky. I mean, he claims to have seen an apparition in this episode. Right. I do think it's important to (laughs) He just kind of throws it away, but he's like, I just saw a woman through that doorway. 
And then all of a sudden the focus of the show is about the orb that they have allegedly caught on film. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, if that really is how ghosts manifest in real life, that's so boring. Like, well, I think more. that the, I think the argument is that the human eye perceives something, but the, the camera is only going to pick up an orb of light. And I, this is the part where he's saying this is Mexican Rita, right? I think so. Yeah. They're, yeah. And, yeah. Cause he says that, this orb quote unquote bends down next to his gun. Yeah. I'm like, what? it's an orb. Yeah. It just like shoots up into the sky, <laughs> which that an orb can't bend. So that's, that's silly. He's saying that he's, he bet. I think he says something like he thinks Mexican Rita was bending near her, his gun to feel safe. And I'm like, how stupid do you think this woman was? Like she knows that's not a real anyway. Yeah, and I'm sure Mexican Rita is cowering by the gun of a white man to feel safe. Oh, yeah, that's totally where she's going. She's making a beeline. So next they investigate the hanging tree. And to add to the seriousness of the situation, they bring along the Ovilus machine, which is that machine that says words in a really silly voice. Uh, This one is a little more serious. It's it's more of a business Ovilus machine. (laughs) But it still has a weird computer voice that makes no words sound scary at all. He also explains how the Ovilus works in this episode. And I wish he had never explained it to me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He's like, this device has several thousand words recorded and the spirits exert different levels of energy to choose the words. Now what? Yeah. It feels like I, I was happier not knowing how it worked. It feels very random. How do they know how much energy get out costs them? I don't even know how that. Anyway, it just. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. This was always my least favorite equipment because it's like, to me, it makes no sense. And it also, it kills the seriousness of the situation because. I know. The first word it says is tied. (laughs) And Zach's like, oh, shit. He asks why it was killed. It says running. And then it also says judge, table. Pray. And those are all scary words for a ghost to say by a hanging tree, but not when it sounds like Johnny Five from Short Circuit. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, why don't they program a better voice? I know. Make it a cable. Yeah. Tied. Yeah. There was that one voice that we had on one of those episodes that was like really happy. Oh, yeah. Steven. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> whatever. Murder. I liked that one a lot. So next they head to the bordello looking for the ghost of a sex criminal. And like you do when all of the sudden a rock comes flying through this window. Best part of the episode. And hits Aaron in the leg. It seems very creepy, but I have a hypothesis. Go for it. If if you flash back to that first paranormal investigation team they talked to, they also talk about being hit with a rock while standing in this room. And just before they were in this room, they were outside uh, hearing like a little pitter patter. Like they were hearing footsteps. I think that paranormal team threw the rock in that window (laughs) to give themselves a little more credibility. They're like, see, it happened to you, too. Uh, The pitter patter of paranormal investigators. (laughs) (laughs) The pitter patter of Um, ghost feet. I just love I love that he got hit with a rock. I don't really care how it happened, to be honest with you. I just something something got up that morning. We don't know on what what dimension, what side of the veil that person was, but they're like, I'm going to throw a rock at you. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Because it, I mean, it is really clear that everybody filming that at the very least is, you know, pr- present. And that rock seemingly does kind of come out of nowhere. It sure does. It also makes a return appearance in the follow-up episode. We love that. Very important rock. So Zach starts talking and two different ghost voices at the same time tell him to leave in different ways. One says, get out. And the other one says, why don't you leave? Or something like that. Like, they just are so annoyed. And These cowboys are like, we threw a rock at you. Go away. And he responds by pulling his fake gun, like Phil Spector producing a John Lennon album. And I think he maybe even fires it. I know he at least pulls it out and points it in the air. I mean, he is terrified by the pellet gun sound that emits from his fake gun. I mean, it is not the sound of a gunshot. First of all, let's be really clear. It's well, the second, the second one does the, it's weird how they show it because the second gunshot 
it sounds like a gunshot, but they just do it like as it's cutting to commercial and then they never follow up on it. This is the beginning of the abrupt editing of this show. A hallmark of ghost adventures. Yeah. Uh, Also, I just like having anything that fires anything on a set. You're supposed to have like an armorer there. Like that's not you're not supposed to. We don't we don't know that they didn't. We don't know that they didn't. Yeah, I would, I, I would I assume don't. they did. Because even if this is an early season of the show, it's still the Travel Channel. I'm sure the Travel Channel would cover shit yeah. like that. I, I'm just putting it out there that it felt a little weird that he was flailing the, this thing around. I think I, I think it's more to the point that the shot didn't really look set up when he fired that gun. And that's why I'm like, it doesn't look like there's an armorer there because that's the job of the armorer to be like, well, there's not everybody. Really, it's barely a scene. Like he just know, shoots it's the gun. Weird. So I, yeah, I don't know how they had it set up. I don't it's know if so he really strange. even shot the fucking gun. <laughs> they also pick up a ghost voice that says, I want your money. <laughs> and I was like, oh, please let Zach get ghost robbed. Oh man. If he gets ghost mugged. Yeah. He's just like, so what good. was that? And where's my wallet? <laughs> that would be the best. And then it turns out what... it was Aaron that stole his wallet. Oh, that's so good. They they also pick up a voice that says, take the gold. So I'm really holding my breath. They're going to get robbed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they pick up the sound of footsteps and a man screaming. And it's all pretty compelling, provided they aren't just being fucked with by that other investigation team. team. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I think they get some really interesting evidence in this episode. Should we talk about who analyzes it? it, it yeah. They. Uh... <laughs> this was a big reveal for me. I texted Adam. It turns out Billy started life on this show as the EVP analyst. I'm sorry. It let's take a second to really let this sink in because you how many times have you and I said what the fuck does Billy do? Like what is Billy doing here? Yeah. And but here we, we are we haven't gotten to the evidence that prompts them to do that. Okay. Because that true. happens I, all the way at the end of the episode and there's You're right. Let's a, a whole just, other thing. They set up this another like a sandlot experiment that they clearly drew up in the ground outside. And it looks like they have like a first gen iPod hooked up to God knows what a portable radio, I think. Yeah, I I don't know. And they ask the ghosts if they need help and they get a voice that says yes, which is very unfortunate because if we know anything about Zach Bagans, he doesn't help ghosts and no. he doesn't keep his promises to ghosts. He is a. <laughs> Just say something and I'll leave. And they say something and he's like, all right, next question. It's like, Zach, this is why the ghosts hate you. You're not a man of your ghost word. Mm. And so it says ghosts and they talk about the glory hole again. And I wish they would quit calling it that even if I love it. I think it's great. It's very funny. So now they're off to the schoolhouse, which is alleged to be one of the most haunted areas on the property. They they hear a kid laughing, which mm-hmm. that's not even an EVP. Like you hear it on the episode and it was it's very, very creepy. I think the kid laughing is probably their most compelling piece of evidence. I was surprised that they didn't make a bigger deal out of that because basically everything else you can explain away. But a kid laughing makes no sense. The, <laughs> but what about the other thing the kid says? They, they leave Aaron alone yeah. in so good. the schoolhouse. And for one thing... <laughs> He just like I was just talking about, he does. He pulls a classic ghost adventures move and makes a promise he can't keep. He says, mm. if you say something, I'll give you recess for life. And it's like, dude, they got recess for life. They're, <laughs> That's they're what death is. dead AF. It, that is permanent recess. And they do pick up a voice and it says, hey, bowling ball, looking at you. And the <laughs> assumption is that they're making fun of Aaron's bald head. And that's, I that's love these great, ghosts. I love I them. love these ghosts are spicy. And then there's another weird thing that happens. There's a piano in one of the oh, rooms. Right. That's right. And they hear a piano note ring out and then go over to the piano and the piano doesn't work. If you hit the keys, there's no. <laughs> they notes. totally catch the piano on camera. It's very weird. And it's that, fun. That's the moment where they're so psyched. They're like, let's get out of here. And go find fucking Billy. And again, they got Billy, the EVP analyst, as it turns out, shacked up up in the back room of a payday loan place, it looks like. And yeah, I did not realize that was the genesis of Billy. It's so shocking. He's just there. And he serves a purpose. 
But also, it looks even, like he just kind of like it looks like he runs them through audacity, and they're like, "Oh, oh no, yeah, look at the waveform, crazy man." He's like the admin assistant for Ghost Adventures. That's really how this started. That's what EVP analyst means. He's got to be a friend of a family friend or something, because that's a well, and, he's got a whole job title, and he's just like looking at <laughs> looking at audio. And what are you analyzing? Like how how do you analyze that? You're you're separating the different frequencies and determining whether or not it could be a radio signal or I mean, tell me more, Billy. Tell me more. Billy does tell us more in the form of another fact about ghosts that I had to Google to see if it was true. Ghost fact. Uh, spirits, they say, speak at twice the speed and frequency we do. That's a Billy quote. And I mean, I just gave it a very introductory Googling, but I didn't I didn't find anything about that. What does that, that even mean? Like, <laughs> I, then why? 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 I'm a ghost. I got stuff to do. There yeah. And then they'll pick up all these EVPs that are like, fuck off, Zach. <laughs> it's like, well, how, how slow did that person talk in real life? Holy shit. <laughs> but Billy said it, so it must be true. And also the episode's over. But it's done now. It's done. It's a very abrupt I think, ending. I think they knew how seismic introducing Billy as a person with a function may have been on some level. Yeah, they had know. to ease the world into that. They know what Billy's like. They know everyone hates him. God. So, yeah. And I appreciate it in retrospect. Seriously. I, I was so... <laughs> It's so funny that like that was the thing that got me with this episode more than anything. I was like, I texted you. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Like, how is that his job? He just shows up. It's crazy. And the thing is, is we have seen him on so many episodes and not once have I had the thought that this guy does anything of consequence other than, you know, be shoved into dark caves and left to be bait for ghosts. <laughs> like, but nope integral part of the ghost adventures team now we need to find the episode where he was allowed to go out in the field yeah yeah it was i guarantee it's a scary one it's one where no one else wanted to go out and they were like billy you have to or you're fired this this is your shot to make it on tv man because here's the thing here's the thing you're not getting billy we don't care if you die so get out there he's just got a lifetime of hazing ahead of him on this in this life and the next yeah. Like including both sides, including from us on this podcast. Correct. Sorry, Billy. Not really. So that's our episode again next week. Bonus episode where we cover mm. their second visit to Vulture City, an episode called Disturbed in Wickenburg. And uh, it's a good one. It's a very it's a good one. Uh, until then, mm-hmm. do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? No, <laughs> I agree. We should end this pretty abruptly, uh, just like we did last week and just like Ghost Adventures always does. Oh, I would say if you want to become a subscriber for us, this is this is the kind of bone con you get. This is bone it. con bone con. We gave away free bone con this week. We, we talk about TV shows mostly because here's the thing. It's very easy. It's so easy. And we're so good at it. It's so easy to talk about shows. <laughs> Thanks. That's not how that song goes, Caitlin. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. This just right. got this got awkward. Uh, got we you. should get out of here. Yeah, hey, Caitlin, right. say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you.